Hey, it's Seeking Plum. Yesterday, I had a chance to have a conversation with Alan of Sentient Future, and I had a really good time. I've been wanting to do this for a while, but I couldn't think of a topic or the right time, or there was always something holding me back. So first, I want to say thank you to Alan for putting it out there that you are open for calls and conversations. We weave in and out of empathy, intentional living, beliefs and values, consistency, hypocrisy, and the list goes on. A big thank you to you, Alan, and I would love to do it again sometime. And for you listeners, I hope you enjoy. Plum? Hi. Hi. How are you, Alan? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> it feels like it's been a long time since we chatted last. Yeah, and I keep forgetting just how... It's funny. You think about the multi-call feature as being magical, but it's really just a phone call. And yet we've deviated as a society from using that frequently. So it again seems, you know, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think too that I have built it up to be this big complex thing and it has to be this important conversation and I have to be all prepared rather than just fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> like, uh, hesitating to hit that big red button. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know the feeling, and I think you're right. Like, it's not, it's not what's necessary. And, I mean, based on the thoughts that you bring to your station, I, I know that you've always, you know, got something valuable or insightful to say, even if it is uh, unprepared. And, yeah, I've got some topics. If we want to dive into something deeper, we could certainly do. But that's not really my intent. I, I just I haven't spoken with you directly like this in a while, and I, I enjoyed the first time we did it. Me too. Me too. Um, uh, we seem to talk about empathy frequently. Would you like to touch on that? Uh, sure. Uh, so let's see. Okay. Here's one. Okay. And I'll tie it into maybe the, the larger topic as well that I, I thought I had, uh, in mind that would be worthwhile as discussing. Okay. So, first of all, I'm a little bit further away from my phone. Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you fabulously. Okay. Awesome. Um, so one of the things I've been asking myself recently is whether there is such a thing as spending our time intentionally. <laughs> um, and in that, I mean, and it, trust me, we'll get back to empathy, but the idea that are our values or w what we value are those static. Right. right. And, you know, I guess I'm of the belief that what we value is pretty static but how much we value it changes. Okay. Right? The idea that, um, you know, if I've just eaten dinner, then, you know, a snack or dessert is nice, but it's not as important to me as if I haven't eaten anything in, say, like a day. Right. Right? So the amount I value food, <laughs> as this example, right, it changes depending on um, how hungry I am, all that kind of good stuff. So the, where I'm getting with that is, is there such a thing as you know, or when we talk about our values, yeah, are those static or do we have values, a set of values that are more so accurate in the moment? And if that's the case, then, or yeah, if our values do shift, you know, in the moment, then when we act due to, um, what do you call it? 
is when we act with to to fulfill that short-term gratification or when we act to get that short-term gratification are we actually acting inconsistently to our values or have our values just shifted in that in that moment so that you know it, it is one and the same they're just not the same as our long-term ideal ones mm. okay well i have a few thoughts um at least in my experience i feel like somewhat my values have changed a little bit but i would say probably more with respect to priority and and that would be like over a lifetime or over a number of years but i think that that also happens like in the moment too right because we might say that i don't know i can't think of any specifics right now but we might value a whole bunch of things but in the moment this thing right now might take a priority over something that might generally be a priority. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, frankly, your introduction of or reintroduction of that term makes a ton more sense. So we've got these values, uh, mm -hmm. and maybe that's the categories of things that we care about or that we value. But then the degree to which we care about them is, you know, the best way to describe it is really what our priorities are right now. Um, and, uh, you know, to your point though, too, are we've got maybe longer term priorities, and that's just saying, on average, over the course of all of our, you know, all of our nows, all of our presents, <laughs> right? You know, that we are going to have certain things as higher priority compared to others, but in any one instance, there's no guarantee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Um... It kind of feels like some of these things ebb and flow even uh, into each other and out of each other. It's uh, I don't I don't think of them as being concrete and because it also gives me room to adjust them when I find that maybe I was seeing um, only. Uh, there was a story or an analogy that came from, I know I keep talking about this book, but, but uh, Bo Lotto's book, Deviate, he had this, and I guess it came from somewhere else, but I only read about it in his book. It's this image where he talks about, like, it's a very dark road and there's only one street light. And so it's only lighting up this one area. And maybe that, like, I, I feel like if I keep my, if I allow there to be room to, to reconsider or challenge my beliefs, then I can search for things outside of that spotlight and maybe even shine a light somewhere else or grow that spotlight type of thing. Um, and so then I feel like then my, uh, there's room for it to grow and ebb and flow and change. Cause I, I, I don't know that anything's very, Maybe they're, maybe they're more concrete than I think. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm not, like, I, I, I feel uh, things haven't changed with respect to, like, rape being wrong and murder being wrong, you know, these kinds of things. Um, right. But um, on, the, on the lighter scale, you know, I think those definitely shift from, from time to time. Yeah, so it's interesting you raise that. I guess what comes to mind when you say that is, you know, are there different categories of, beliefs or maybe it's a spectrum but like different categories might consist of your convictions which mm -hmm. would be some of the beliefs that you hold uh consistently right right or that you truly you, know, you firmly believe in and they're uh 
you know, it takes a lot of evidence or a lot of, uh, you know, opposite experience to really shift those mm-hmm. versus what you might call sort of regular beliefs that are, you know, you don't have any emotional or, or uh, attachment to, or you don't associate your identity with them perhaps so much and you're willing to change them more readily if more better information come, becomes available. And then I don't know, maybe there's a, a third category there, or, you know, maybe there is really this, this spectrum, right. Of, uh, of our different beliefs um, from those that we feel extremely firmly about to those that we uh, are prepared to to change on the basis of hearing something new even without evidence because it you know it it sounds reasonable and we have no reason to believe otherwise and it is you know perhaps more consistent with the rest of our sets of beliefs so on the basis solely that it makes sense rather than there being evidence we're prepared to accept something on that other end Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there's this image again i'm sorry I, i do a lot of things imagery in my head but uh lotto painted this picture and I don't know if that I can paint it back but there are um, three images okay and the first one has several points but one of them is set aside and there's no connections between these dots right and if we think of these dots as being beliefs and they're not connected in any way so if you adjust that one it's not going to change your foundation or your convictions or anything like that. The next image has that dot that's set aside connected to two others. And so if you do challenge that one belief or idea or whatever, it's going to shift those other two, make it a little bit, you know, a little unsteady, I guess, but not too much. But the third image is is more of a foundational belief or assumption and all of those dots are connected. And so if you, if you challenge or shuffle or shift or wiggle that one, the whole thing is going to like uh, be in an upset, right? I mean, and that could be good, but that could also be very, very catastrophic um, depending on how you want to, uh, <laughs> what you want to challenge or look at. Right. And maybe it's, you know, they're in that people see or seek or, experience transformations versus day-to-day change right is when some of their fundamental beliefs or uh foundational beliefs if you want to call them that are not necessarily challenged by someone else intentionally but someone comes across an experience that is so counter like that would be impossible under their current value system or their current belief system Mm -hmm. that it it kind of shakes their confidence in what yeah. they're built on yeah some deep stuff. <laughs> what was that this is some deep stuff it is but it's fun it's good I, I, I don't get to have these conversations very often except for the you know phone calls that come in or whatever so i'm uh that come in on anchor so i'm i i enjoy it <laughs> yeah me too and so the, the reason why i thought sort of this line of thinking might be relevant to empathy which is sort of what you brought up at the beginning was you know how quick are we to judge someone else's behavior and i I, i'm not an advocate for judging anyone anyways but i I think we naturally do it good or bad um you know how quick are we to judge someone else's behavior because it is maybe inconsistent in the moment with what we believe their long-term or their average uh priorities are Mm -hmm. right and are we equally or more hard on ourselves when we do that or when we are when we allow our priorities to be fluid um you know and and i think i agree with you there's a certain amount of fluidity that's 
necessary. Uh, anything that's super rigid gets broken, as it were. Right. But then without any structure or any attempted structure, you know, I think a lot of the long-term things that we find fulfilling are unlikely to happen. Right, right, right. Um, you know, we've just not put in the consistent effort towards them, which is fair enough, right? Right, right. You know, so, so there's there's some there's some stickiness or some flexibility. Like I liken it almost to Jello. It's not liquid, but it's not solid either. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it still it still has some flexibility there. <laughs> yeah. So I guess if I were to frame that in terms of the question, because it's kind of a strange line of thinking, you know, how would you say? you view other people's uh, consistency with what you understand their value sets to be or like their, their long-term values to be. How do you compare your judgment of, of, of others to that of yourself? Um, I, I can kind of, I think I know what most of us do, but I'd like to hear some of your thoughts on it. Mm. I don't think that um, many of us myself and others included are entirely consistent because we we say one thing um but then uh maybe in the moment depending on what it is we'll say something else i mean it depends on on what it is right but yeah we are um sometimes blind to our inconsistencies and then we don't evaluate them to try to correct them or to, and, and that's even if we want to correct them, right? Because sometimes right. it's not something people care about or want to care about. I think this is where, like, uh, some time ago, I did an episode on hypocrisy, and that was um, some of the concern. It's it's when to um, when to say hypocrisy is just a natural thing and a natural part of our existence, and when to challenge it. Because I think that there it can't be all or nothing, right? It can't be all one way or all the other way. And I think we have to leave some room for there being hypocrisy as a part of life and some of it needs to be challenged. And where's the middle ground? Maybe it's not in the middle. Maybe it's so much one way or the other. But so I don't know that any one of us is consistent in any of our beliefs or values. We'd like to think so. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, that, that would portray us as the rational human beings we think we are. Right. But, but really aren't. Right, right. We are our own heroes, after all. We, we think we are, you know, righteous. We are right. We are. <laughs> yeah. And there's some, no, some, some nobility in that. Like, for anybody who doesn't think they're their own hero, yeah. you're your own hero. You better be, right? Um, yeah. So, but, but there's, a, there's a, an extent to what, that which you can take it, and then that kind of falls down or fails. Um, right, it can go both ways. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if I were to, and this is just because I'm a math nerd, but Right. If, if I were to think about hypocrisy in a, like a, a numbers sense, okay. right? let's, I'm just, please uh, bear with me here. No so worries. <laughs> if we have a, a spectrum of beliefs, right, from those that we believe extremely strongly because we either identify with them or we've seen a lot of evidence or they've just been baked into us from early childhood or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? Anything from that end to the the other end, which are tidbits of information that we come across that are inconsequential in our life. And so we have little reason to not uh, believe them or little reason to dive further into them to make sure they're absolutely true, right? Because they're inconsequential. Let's just say those factoids that we we hold on to. And so there's this spectrum. And uh, we come across new information 
that, you know, would shift some or all of those beliefs. Let, let's say some of those beliefs. Okay. I, I, think, I think hypocrisy comes from acting in a way with new information that has a disproportionate shift to certain beliefs than it should. What do you mean? Um, so, so I, mean, I guess the definition, the working definition I understand of hypocrisy is, you know, saying one thing and acting in another way, right? right. Or, right, it's this paradoxical behavior. Right, okay, right? yeah. And so I guess I can come in one of two ways. You can either really believe what you first say and then, you know, you're really weak when it comes to sticking to it. Or you can say stuff that you don't really believe because you think it'll be received well and you're doing that to fluff up, you know, your self-image, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. then when, when you act on it, you're consistent with your internal values, you're just not consistent with what you've publicly put out there. Right. right? Either way, I think that, be, that comes out as being hypocritical. Right. Right, because it's inconsistent to the observer. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. So, so my thinking there is if, yeah, I guess it's more so the former, right? Like if you actually do have these deep-seated beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and you truly do believe things, right? Then what about new information or what about the, uh, the moment, right? Causes us to so easily slip away from what we consider dear to us, the convictions we might hold dear. I mean, how, how is it that easy for us to slip from the core of who we say we are? Because I, I think at times that happens too. Yeah. I mean, I think in large part, it's situational, right? And, and some of it comes down to the emotions tied up in it. And like you said, perception as well, between what we want people to think of us, us and even what we want to think of ourselves in the public eye, you know? Right. Um, but I, I, I this is something that's always said in poker, but it depends. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you think there is a, uh, an answer to that? Like a firm answer to that? That's a good question. Um, I believe there's a good answer to most things. I don't think I've got that one for this question. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I, I'm not sure if there's a, a perfect answer to many things. Mm. Right? If, if that, that's sort of where, where I kind of sit with it. Um, yeah. So the way that a friend of mine and I kind of got around the idea, coming back to sort of the, how we started the conversation, how we got around the idea that we might act in a way in the short term sort of in a short-term gratification sense that might be consistent with those priorities but not consistent with our longer-term values or ideals or goals is recognizing that even if we are inclined to do that, it is still worth our effort if we can make ourselves act in the short-term in a way that's consistent with our long-term. Right. Right. So... I think the answer we came to that is sort of this, this working answer, I don't think it's, it's the answer, but it's, you know, to, if, we, if we take a lot of time to really know ourselves and, you know, the, the introspection, the self-awareness piece that everyone keeps saying, but I mean it, like, write it down, test it, 
right? Like put it, you know, put it to the test, reflect on it, like work on it. Um, if we really know who we are and what we care about in the long term, then we will care about it so much that even in the short term with these short term gratification opportunities or temptations, the, the calling or the pull to act in a way that is consistent with those long-term motivations or values still outweighs those short-term temptations. Yeah. Right. And it's a, it, like if it's almost like you find yourself in a way that is so accurate that, um, you know, it, it becomes your short-term priorities as well. And everything sort of falls into alignment and you don't end up with these types of internal conflicts, right. Or the, the regrets of the moment of, wow, I gave into temptation even though I really wanted to work on X, Y, Z, which would have, you know, helped me achieve goal 73, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I don't know, like we, we came to this conclusion that the solution is to sort of make the, the question of short-term versus long-term priorities irrelevant by uh, believing so strongly in long-term priorities just through that self-awareness work. Okay. Yeah. And I, I guess the, the question that comes from it then is, you know, how can we know ourselves that well, right? <laughs> you know, such, such that we have that, that power over short-term temptation, which right. is plaguing all of us. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, because when I think that I know something about myself, then I am always learning something new, you know? <laughs> Um, when we're having this discussion, I'm thinking back to like this radical, it could be called radical change from my life before to where I'm at now with respect to my, um, beliefs in God and religion and to where I'm at now. And like, how did that happen? Right? Like was, I don't, I don't believe there was a short term or, or short, um, I don't think there was any kind of of um, instant gratification type thing there or a short-term temptation or anything like that. But still, it was a radical change. I mean, I think it happened. It did. It happened over a number of years. Right. But um, I, I, I think it all comes down to asking questions, too. And that's how you get to know yourself and evaluate your beliefs and assumptions. But I don't I, – I am sort of – I think I'm off on a tangent here, but I, I don't think so so much. Like um, I think you're, I think you're onto something. And so the, the follow-up question, I guess, it would have. It's not like any of these questions are, or are easy, or that I have answers to them. I'm just asking them because I think they're worth asking. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> to, to take the, you know, to just like put that out there. So the, the your shift in in your beliefs towards uh, you know God and spirituality, and like you mentioned it. Uh, it happened over the course of many years. And, you know, if I were to liken that to one of the metaphors we were using of that, the, the whole spectrum is maybe it started off as a, a strong belief or a conviction or something like that. And really there was mounting information, um, you know, either to the contrary or in a slightly different, like, um, uh, I guess in a slightly different uh, direction, right? That mm-hmm. gradually sort of moved it away from one of the strong beliefs to a lesser held belief or a less strongly held belief um, or, you know, and in that sense, 
you know, eventually transformed or, or gave way to a, a revised version of it right. that, that then made its way back up that spectrum to something that you feel more strongly in. Well, that makes sense. I think it's, 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 um, it's almost like if you go back to those three images of those dots, the ones that were all connected, the few that were connected and no connected, it's kind of a reversal, right? A disconnecting of some of those connections over time to, um, to where I'm at now. But I, I like also the visual of the spectrum because I really think it, it was a journey to move along like that, so. Mm -hmm. Well, and um, to, I guess to speak in uh, the metaphor that you used with the dots, you know, I, I almost liken that to resolving, uh, again, like a, a rat's nest of wires, as it were. Yeah, definitely. Or you really, or, <laughs> I mean, I guess in a, a very um, sort of topical sense, like it's, uh, you know, untangling Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah, yes. But I feel like uh, in this particular case, even though you can detangle them, they're not entirely ever gone. Do you know what I mean? Like there's remnants left there. Right. Um, there's certain knots that don't yeah. prohibit you from stringing the lights up. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. There, there are some that are that need to be resolved before you can get to anything beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or or a new way of constructing them. Maybe who knows? Mm -hmm. Let's see. So, um, yeah, and I think like empathy-wise, like I was kind of thinking. I think we're so harsh. Like, as harsh as we are, unfortunately, to some other people, I'm thinking about internet trolls and the like, I still think, on average, we're probably tougher on ourselves. Yeah. Which is hard to see, really, because it's, I think everyone, at the very least, deserves sort of self-love and self-respect, and beyond that, you know, is able to deliver it or to give it to others. And I just, you know... For those of us who believe that we have such strong convictions or, or beliefs that a recognition that those can shift or that they're transient or that our priorities can shift in the short term, that gives a, cer a certain degree of permission or relief around us being true to ourselves. Yeah. And that we don't have to throw out our entire set of long-term convictions or whatever uh, or question them simply because in the short term, we don't always act accordingly. Yeah, I think that there's, there's this idea that we have to um, always speak our truth, you know, rather than empathetically listen or understand and give that person room to speak. And, and we may not agree and and I think that at the end we can tell them maybe we don't agree, but I don't think that we have to necessarily always um, always be out there to to wave our flag and plant it and say this is where I stand. Uh, and certainly not in a way that requires other people to stand there with us. Exactly. Right. Or, yeah. or or that expects others to. I mean, we might want people to consider our, our views. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, you know, I think that's how we transform, um, you know, beliefs and the like is by 
by putting our beliefs out there and then seeing how other people react to it and sort of engage in that conversation. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess something else and it's related to this. Um, so it's this question of, so I've always loved the process of making decisions, right? And thought about it. And there's a lot of ways that have been documented about how we might go about a decision. But one of the funny ways that I've found myself getting, not getting out of those decisions per se, but resolving having to make a decision is not necessarily making a decision or, um, or being indecisive per se, but thinking of a way in which to make the decision irrelevant. <laughs> but isn't that a way of not making the decision? Um, uh, you can think of it either as not making that decision or finding the dis you know, a different decision that does need to be made. I, okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Right. I'm with you and I agree with that. Okay. So you bear with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think when it comes to uh, trying to remember sort of my line of thought here, but you know, when it comes to our own values or, um, you know, putting a, putting our own flag down, yeah, sorry for the, uh, just the paint roller sound, <laughs> <laughs> um, putting our, our own values or beliefs out there and then expecting people or, or hoping that people, you know, either join us on that hill with that flag or in some degree, you know, do or don't. Um, I think it's okay. I think we walk away from disagreements in a healthy way when not that there's this agreement to disagree, but that there is just a lack of focus on what we disagree about. Um, you know, I, I kind of talk about the, the idea of focusing on our similarities and on our shared goals, and then just not even making what we disagree about a topic. I missed that last part. You, you then, said, I heard the part about uh, our similarities, but after that, I missed it. Oh, focusing on our similarities rather than our differences, and then making it so that our uh, differences or that which we might disagree about, um, mm -hmm. make that not even a, a topic. Right, okay. Um, and so I've kind of been thinking about that lately in terms of a way of us all, you know, sharing our respective ideas and having respectful conversations about it. Um, but that if we no longer see an opportunity to reach a consensus or to, to further broaden our understanding that we can either remove ourselves from those conversations 